0: Welcome to episode 13 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name's Paul McGinty. With me are Ian Sharpley. Hello. And Matt Casal. What's up? And if you recognize that music, then you know what we're talking about tonight. Tonight, our topic of discussion is Superman. With uh, the Man of Steel coming out at the end of this week, we felt it was appropriate to do a Man of Steel episode. But before we get into that, Ian Sharpley's housekeeping
1: Imagine that you were a small infant hurtling to the planet Earth. There would be a few things that would run through your mind. First would be, why was my dad so bad at persuading the public that our planet was going to get destroyed? I wish he was a better public speaker. Second, this is a long-ass ride, and I don't have anything to do. I hope my dad was able to copy the link to mixsauce.com so that I would have things to read or at least beautiful pictures to look at while I made the trip to Earth. On a long trip from
0: previously Krypton to Earth.
1: Then I could check out the new strips on Tuesdays and Fridays. I could well I can't read yet, but I'm gonna be able <laughs> to read pretty shortly. I could read the reviews. To listen. I could listen to the podcast. I can I can listen to that, right? I could listen to the podcast either on Stitcher Radio, I could subscribe in the iTunes Store. If this spaceship Has internet access, I could go to the Facebook page. Which which it should. It should really. If my dad was doing a good job, he seemed like a shitty scientist. Now that I'm thinking about it. But he built a rocket. He did build a rocket. How come he couldn't build a rocket big enough for me, him, and mom? I mean, what was he thinking? He had no 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 thoughts of the future. But I digress. I love my dad anyway. (laughs) Uh, I follow us um, on Twitter. Again, underscore McSauce, at the sauce, at Little Depressed Matt.
0: We're going to teach Matt how to use the Twitter.
1: Yeah, I haven't been
2: very active um, at all, but I'm going to get there, you guys.
1: Let us know what you think on Twitter. Give us uh, your opinions of the show. Give us your opinions of comic books or life in general. We want to hear from our fans. Um, Also want to talk, again, this week, a fireside chat. Uh, my good friend Ryan McCormick has a podcast. I made Men's Roundtable. Men's Roundtable Part Two is on it. Uh, you can hear my melodious tones and
2: that sounds kind
1: of gay. Oh boy, you have no <laughs> idea.
2: <Yeah. laughs> Men's Roundtable. Yeah, I listen to it.
0: It gets pretty gay.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty much Ian Sharpley's sex talk. So if it's, you
0: want to hear that, go ahead. Want, if you want to know what kind of porno Ian Sharpley likes. That's your podcast, <laughs> but it goes it goes from super gay to like super straight.
1: The whole the whole really, realm of
0: it really covers the gamut.
1: You can also follow Ryan at a Fireside Chat. He says that he'll follow you in real life if you follow him on Twitter. So, if you want to take that chance, go ahead. Also, like to give a shout out to the Oaks Theater in beautiful downtown Oakmont, PA. Uh, they have the moon lit matinees all summer long. This week, the 14th and 15th, the classic Better Off Dead, starring John Cusack. Um, I've never seen it. You've never seen Better Off Dead? Oh, that's a fucking awesome movie. Have you seen it,
2: Matt? Oh, my God. Many, 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 many
0: times. That's not the one with the radio, right?
1: It's not the one with the radio. What's
0: that
1: one? That one is Say Anything. I
0: feel like I ask this all the time.
1: Better Off Dead is the one where... I can never keep those movies straight in my head. French... A uh, foreign exchange student comes and uh, John Cusack falls in love with her. It's a great movie.
2: And there's a, a skiing competition at the very end. And it's got Booger from the Goonies. So, I mean, what else do you want? That's a win.
1: So, that is happening this week at the Oaks Theater. But now we're going to talk about The Man of Steel Superman. Super. He's also known as Superman. He's Kalel. He has a big uh, hope across his chest. He he has hope inscribed in his native language across his chest.
0: Well, let's let's start where we were going to start a couple minutes ago. And was it ever was it ever addressed why that rocket was only big enough for a baby? Was it? I don't
2: know.
1: I don't think it was. Maybe there was an incubator in it or some shit and it was a incubator sounds pretty good, doesn't it? It was an incubator slash <clears throat> rocket. It seems like Jarrell should have been a little more convincing to the people of his planet that this shit was going bad and more people should have addressed that the world was gonna explode. Yeah, that what their the
0: core of the planet was Getting ready to explode, or their son— their son was going
1: nova, something like that. And if Darrell had these feelings about his planet blowing up, why didn't he make a spacecraft suitable for his entire family?
0: I don't know. I—I I, I always kind of thought that he had—he had the parts of this thing laying around, like he was. Prepping to make something like but this But it was all set He just at, hit the last, it go. at the last minute Well when he found out shit was going down Then he Took that time before it finally went down To actually build the thing Matt's doing his uh, Do research To try to find an answer
1: During, during the podcast So, so Superman, podcasts. Superman's greatest tragedy Is that his dad had no foresight And was just like oh, I don't know
0: Guess i to put this thing together and ship it on out. Yeah. So Ian, you're not a you're not a big Superman guy.
1: Well, it's not that I've said on this podcast that I hate Superman and I think he's fucking stupid and all this stuff. I would like inflammatory to, comments. I'd like to I'd like to take some of that back. Um, I think Superman can be bland, but I don't hate Superman. I don't think he's even a bad hero. Even um, I read a. To be fair, in the interest of fairness, because I'm nothing if not fair. Is, I read, isn't that true? <laughs> I read a whole bunch of Superman books, good and bad, over this past weekend. And um, that is what I've come to, is that, that Superman's just kind of bland. Um, I, I think that his origin doesn't really have... There's not a lot of struggle with Superman. There's not a... You know, this dude, he is born perfect doesn't really know about... Sure, his whole planet blew up and everybody, but he he didn't really know any of those people. He was an infant, so there's not really a sense of loss as with Spider-Man where Uncle Ben dies. He he knew that dude. That was the person that raised him. (laughs) So Superman doesn't really have a sense of loss. And we've talked about this before, that I don't think your hero needs to have a sense of loss.
0: Not everyone needs to have a parent die, or a family member die. Like, they're just good.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I just think that it makes it more interesting if there is some kind of catalyst for what takes this person on their journey. There really isn't anything. It's just he came to Earth, and now he is the most powerful being on Earth, and so he should be good. And that's fine. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's bland. But he's
0: yeah, it's it's. But he's good because his Earth parents instilled that in,
1: and that's cool. I'm into that morals. I like morals. Something, something lacking on this podcast. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't relate to him because I have no morals. What did his
2: Kryptonian parents instill in him? Nothing because he was bad, a baby. Bad planning. Well, didn't didn't uh, Jarell provide like some crystals that kind of like filled in some of the history? For it, is that, that movie stuff or is that?
1: I don't know I don't Isn't that know. a little after the fact too? Because well, where does the Fortress of Solitude come from? In the movie it comes from that crystal In the books Is that the case? I, I don't know In the
0: books it comes from Something in the rocket too But I, I've never read I don't think I've actually read Any definitive Superman origins I've read stuff after the fact like uh, Superman for all seasons which covers some of the time in Smallville and I've watched Smallville and there have been so many different variations on the Superman origin and where the fortress comes from and everything that goes, into, goes in the rocket with him there's been so many variations that it's really hard to
1: pin one
0: that's the actual origin at this point point. Yeah. and this coming weekend when Man of Steel comes out that'll be a new one because it looks like is the fortress in the new one? I don't know, but it looks like um, it looks like he's in the he's in the snow somewhere. Well, even even before that, it looks like Krypton is ravaged by war, not so much their sun going supernova.
1: How do you feel about that change to the origin?
0: I like it. Everything that they've shown for Man of Steel so far that's been different from standard Superman mythology, I've been a okay with. There's nothing I've seen in these trailers that I've been pissed off about.
2: Have you guys seen that new Nokia trailer that they released pretty much over the weekend, I yes. think? Did that look fucking amazing or what? It really does. It really looks amazing. Um, Ian shaking his head, he hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it.
1: You would feel what different happens? about the the blue boy scout if you had Well, I already do feel different by going through and actually <laughs> taking a look and reading with an open mind. Um, I still think he's a big blue boy scout. I think he I still think he's Pretty unrelatable Most of the time mm-hmm. um, The reason why I like Spider-Man and the X-Men Is I, I relate to Because he does
0: whatever Of Spider-Man
1: <laughs> I relate to Spider-Powers <laughs> I relate I relate to being a fucking dork In high school When I relate to being an outcast Like the X-Men are I relate to that shit But Clark was also an outcast In high school But because he made himself It's it, it, He he really isn't that person what he really is, is
2: yeah, I made the most perfect.
1: I made myself an outcast too. Right? No, no, I mean, but, but, I wasn't that's be, a, but that's a disguise. Clark Kent is a fucking disguise. Matt He's not
2: is a disguise.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> this, this is all fake. I'm like way cooler than
2: this.
1: <laughs> You're so cool that but Kevin just, Smith even gets excited. Not,
2: right. it,
0: granted, it's a different kind of outcast, but just because he it was self imposed doesn't mean he still didn't go through all that. And grew up being an outcast. He was still treated the same way Peter Parker did.
1: At, but at his core, he knows that if he really wanted to, he could rise up above all that stuff and be the star quarterback and all that. Peter Parker knew that too. Peter Parker, but nobody, know. nobody would accept him. Though they wouldn't. Well, people if don't even. He, if he people didn't even wearing People didn't even like fucking Spider-Man. People didn't like Spider-Man. The Daily Bugle was always railing against yeah, Spider-Man. But, uh, they always kind of question, yeah, if why he's wearing Parker, a mask?
2: Listen, if Peter Parker decided one day, after he got his powers, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be a nerd anymore. I'm going to take the glasses off. I'm going to start playing football, and I'll do just enough to be, like, the best at it.
1: But Everybody would start loving him. Isn't He tried that, and he ended up being emo and tap dancing in a bar. Isn't
0: he, isn't he the <clears throat> menace from, because J. Jonah Jameson has... A personal thing against him, and since he's the editor of the Daily Bugle, yeah. that's why that true, word gets but, put out there. But yeah. he's not really thought of that way.
1: No, I think people feel that way, especially in the early Spider Mans. I think people feel that way about Spider Man. What I'm excited to see, and I hope we, I hope we do see, in this Man of Steel movie,
0: is like I hope we see some honest re- public reaction in the movie when they see Superman. Because that's a, can you imagine if? Like, dude just showed up. Like, the one the one trailer where... It looks like an army at it first. It shows all the all these tanks, all these army guys running around. And then there's a quick shot of, you know, Superman maybe, you know, 50 feet away just hovering in the air. And it's like, holy shit.
1: It looks so good. It looks so real. It would be really scary. I think that's one thing that's going to bring some realism to this movie. And is DC- a real reaction to an alien that can do whatever the fuck he wants. The DC
0: Universe in general, and I like—I don't know why they... They always try to get away from this, but they can never successfully do it. They said they were going to do this in the New 52, but they didn't. And it's a big difference between DC and Marvel, is that in the Marvel U, not everyone really trusts their heroes, but in the DC U, like, everyone loves Superman and Green Lantern and Flash. And they're the good guys, and like the public just loves them. And every time... DC tries to write stories that get away from that. They always wind up going back. There was a big tenet of the New 52 when it started. That They're like, well, no one's really going to trust Superman this time. And he's a little more young and he's a little more brash. But by the time you get to the end of that first Justice League arc, they're standing with the president and there's a bunch of people cheering them on the lawn. There's a the book Super written
1: fans. about them oh. that everybody yeah, loves. So, and
2: they immediately yeah. get away from what they set out to do. That's the because... Superman's established You can't you, He has to evolve You can't change him Overnight Which is what they Try to do in the New 52 They gave him A pair of jeans And a t-shirt And a fucking uh, Pair of flannel Sheets for a cape
0: No he, The cape was the Only part from The rocket
1: But wasn't it A short cape There was something Different about yeah, the cape Wasn't there It was, it was, there? Tied it was like a little Short cape. neck. Well how else Are you going to Put it on a t-shirt but oh, the
0: cape was the, the
2: cape was the only piece of so sew, sew it into the t shirt. Come on, what's he going to sew cool. with? His dick. I don't know.
0: His his super dick can punch through. Punch through that super
2: cape.
1: <laughs> is his cape is Kryptonian uh, wool? More
0: Kryptonian sheep? That's what they That was the first. That was your go-to material.
1: <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> what do you think it's a out of? I is thought it, it would be cotton. No. Oh! I'll dare, <laughs> dare you, sir.
2: I don't get it. Come, come on,
1: that one, man. Come on, man.
0: <laughs> do you, is it? Is it stronger than? It, cha- it, cha- it changes all the time, just like his origin, no matter who gets a hold of it, it changes. Right now, they when the New 52 started, his cape was the only thing that was impenetrable, just like the rest of them. They couldn't cut it, bullets couldn't penetrate it, nothing would affect it. But now he has some weird Brainiac attack. He goes up on Brainiac's ship and he finds some re- Krypton remnant that Brainiac stole. It's like some Under Armour suit Mm -hmm. and it changes to what you want it to be so uh, it's just a fucking cheat for him to have to go change when he's going to be Superman right it's just an easy way for the writer to be like I don't want to have to fucking find another stairwell for him to change in
2: yeah I was when I found out that because it wasn't established initially because at
0: first it was was jeans and a
2: t-shirt and I
0: thought that was I thought that was really cool I really liked that
2: well, it was a great way to signify that this is the beginning. Yeah, you know, this is yeah. the very, very beginning of the character. But even when they introduced um, the suit in Superman, I believe as he had it to yeah. begin with. A terrible. We didn't book. know. We didn't know if it was regular material or if it was armor or what. But
0: um, and then later in Action Comics is when Grant Morrison yes, wrote.
2: explain it.
1: This this bullshit. So, it's like
0: Iron Man now, where. Yeah His suit is in his skin
1: It's just that a makes fucking se- cheat But it makes sense with Iron Man It doesn't really make sense It
0: makes
2: sense Superman. in no context I don't
0: think it makes sense with Iron Man either I no? think it takes Technology
1: You don't think I that think technology it it, in the real world is going that easy. way?
0: It makes it too easy I Yeah think, I agree I think the quick suit makes sense for Green Lantern Because it's all ring generated But with Iron Man I think it, it, may, it just makes it too easy for him to be Iron Man all the time yeah. It takes him out of so many fucking jams where he's just like, oh, I'll snap my fingers and i got the suit. Exactly. Did he
1: get into a lot of jams before where he didn't have the suit? I mean, I... If he oh, didn't, then yeah. I think they're missing what's, what's a really the interesting drama? part of writing that story. Where's the peril?
2: Because like, he's
1: an alcoholic.
2: <laughs> oh, so we're going to read a comic book about an alcoholic that is That's what god. we've been doing for years. An alcoholic <laughs> god.
1: And
0: Superman's suit doesn't protect him. But it's I think it's just a cheat. Like, I like... I like the classic quality of, like, he's wearing this leotard underneath his shit. But he's so fucking fast, he doesn't have to sneak away to change. He can just, you know, step out of the room for a second and he's he's Superman. Or he can go
2: in the elevator. Which, by the or way, go in go in Superman the returns when he went in the elevator and he flew up through the elevator shaft. That was one of the coolest uh, costume changes in Superman I'm, cinematic history, I'm glad
0: you, when he does that. You see his shirt and tie
2: just float up
0: yeah. behind him as he's flying down. Unlike in Super, I think it's Superman Two when Clark jumps out the Daily Planet window. And, oh, yeah. And his, yeah. his super suit just superimposes over top mm. of his business suit. That's
2: actually closer to <laughs>
0: the
1: That's current, sort of like the new, yeah, that new was a uh, glance at yeah. the future. They were, they
2: were about uh, 30 years ahead of their time. I bet wow.
1: Superman hates cell phones because it's gotten rid of his major place that he would always change in the telephone booth. He would go
2: in there and well, change. Well, I was, I was, uh, oh, I that read was such this. a good... I'm sorry. There's such a good moment in Superman One when he goes to change and he walks up to one of those phone like kiosk type things. It's not a booth and he stops, looks at it up and down, and then moves on. Just such a great moment. What's by funny about Rafe.
0: the the telephone booth bit and that it's it's such a part of Superman's mythos. So much that that you could make that joke in Superman One, but he only changed in a telephone booth one time, in one of the early books in like 1940. Really? Once in one issue, one panel. That was it. He never did it again. He didn't do it on. I don't think he did it on the radio show. But it was just such a small thing that wound up sticking. You can ask all anybody
1: on the street now, about. Superman Superman, oh, telephone booth.
0: Telephone booth. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't a regular part of his continuity.
1: I don't know. Well, That's really crazy. You
2: find some dumbass.
1: Like, who's Superman? Superman. Another part about his costume, that's one of the things that's really great about Superman. He has one of the most iconic, probably the most iconic
2: It's the most Yeah.
1: Costumes logos out there. You can take you can split the Superman logo in half and thirds and people will know what that is. And that's a a great design.
2: There's a short on the internet right now, about twelve minutes long, about the Man of Steel, and they said that the Superman S symbol is the second most recognized symbol in the world on the uh,
0: Catholic cross.
2: Yeah, why don't you finish for me?
0: Sorry.
2: I was gonna sorry. I was gonna have this awesome nugget, and Paul comes in, he's like, Yeah, I will tell you what. Like Barry did more.
0: with you guys when he spoiled uh, Dom stealing your girlfriend. Back.
1: Oh <laughs> he did do that that day. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm sorry,
1: Matt. No, so no, so, you know, so, so I know how Matt we're feels whenever somebody steps on a story. <laughs> No worry, team. And now you know how Marty feels.
2: <laughs> it doesn't matter who says it; as long as the fans hear it.
1: That's right.
0: That's that's very big of you. That's that's why you're the you're the Gretzky to our McSorley.
1: McSosley. Oh. But so, yes, the the costume. That's one of the best things about Superman. Um, am I super upset that they've changed it in Man of Steel or the new Jim Lee design? I'm not all that upset, but it is. It's, it's a great thing that they probably should leave alone. His
0: branding is so good that I think it hurts the character. Much like Disney never knows what the fuck to do with Mickey Mouse because he's the face of the company. He's such a vanilla character, they can't give him any kind of strong personality because they don't want that to adversely affect the entire Disney brand. And I feel like DC handles Superman that way. They can't have him do certain things they can't have him be too edgy because he's Superman and he's such I mean he's well he's not an edgy guy
2: I don't think that
0: he needs to be he's not but even like one of the this will piss me off for the rest of my life um back in the when Jeff Johns was writing action comics and Gary Frank was drawing the interior of the book did you just key up the cover yeah
1: I keyed up the cover analog style. Yeah,
0: Ian Ian has the issue, and it's one of my favorite Superman images. I think it's incredibly iconic for me. I've had this on my desktop at work before. Like, I love this, the cover of this book, and it's, it's Superman and Pop Kent on the Kent Farm in Smallville. You know, the sun just went down, Martha and Lois are sitting in the background on the porch. And Clark and Parr in the foreground, leaning over one of the fence railings, just you know, bullshitting about whatever. And in Gary Frank's original drawing, they were both drinking beer. But that's <laughs> mysteriously. Got, but at some point during production, someone freaked out and was like, "Oh, we can't, we can't have Superman drinking beer. We can't show him drinking beer." So now there's a poorly superimposed soda pop.
2: Over the beer label. They probably made it shitty on purpose just to be like, yeah, fuck you. You're going to make me do this is what it's going to be." What they really should have done
1: was just make the label blank and and leave that to your imagination. Is he drinking pop or is he drinking beer?
0: And Matt's a big fan of covers that tell a story. And I feel like this cover just tells so much story. It invokes so much emotion. It makes Clark Kent a real guy like one of the big problems yeah. with Superman is oh he's not relatable he's a fucking mm-hmm. alien god I can't relate mm-hmm. to that but when you see this guy just hanging out having a beer bullshitting with his dad it makes him such awesome. a real person awesome. and you know DC <clears throat> kind of shoots himself in the foot by pulling back just a little detail like Superman having a beer Superman should kick back and have a beer.
1: What's so, so wrong? With, so, so, what's so wrong with Superman having a beer? I'm not sure why. They did. One thing that is super ominous okay. that I and never and realized, and <laughs> that I never realized, is like this brainiac fucking face in the moon back yeah, here. Yeah,
0: that whole thing's very secondary. Things. Yeah, I
1: know. I just noticed it, and it, it, it of takes away it really from. Does. The, yeah, yeah, I'm right. like, Oh no, that I mean, trouble pocket. Kind of, a
2: poor. Uh, design choice on um, Gary
1: Frank's part, but everything else is very beautiful, and uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know why. Amazing cover, great stuff. <laughs> but I do agree that they they take they take some of the relatability from Superman because he he does have to be such a clean cut guy, and that's that's not especially in this day that's not what people can really you know latch on to. And I
0: think in this day and age, when you know. The two biggest characters for both companies now are pretty much Batman and Wolverine, and they're the edgy guys. They're the, they're the brooding guys. I think you can you don't need to make Superman dark and brooding. You can give him a little rougher edge, and it wouldn't affect branding or public opinion of him or comic book sales one bit, except for in the positive. Right. So I, I really hope that uh, Chris Nolan and Zack Snyder tap into some of that for, for this new movie.
1: Over the weekend, I read this action comics as well as the uh, preceding action comics, which featured the Legionnaires. Um, stupid. The story's good. The, the Legionnaires story, are stupid as story hell. The story's good,
0: and that story is the only time I like the Legion of Superheroes. The only time I like those characters. Because... They make them older in this, like mm-hmm. they age them up. They've kind of been around a while. They're a little like grizzly, they don't really get along. Like, Jeff Johns writes them really well, but every other time I see them, I could give a shit.
1: A great part about that story is that Superman goes into the future, In the future, um, the sun is red on Earth, so it takes all of his powers mm-hmm. away. So you get to see Superman do some shit with. Uh, he has a flight ring, but. You get to see him do some fighting where another. he he has he can get shot. He, the first thing he does is you know halt, kind citizen. Gets shot right through the hand. <laughs> Man, did I love that! And that
0: and that's another the flight the legion the legion of superheroes flight ring always felt like a cheat to me too. Like so, you should some characters should just be fucking grounded. Yeah. You know, it just seemed like a real easy way, oh, fuck, well, how, how are we going to get all these characters from A to B? We'll give them all a flight ring. Like in the first season of Transformers, the Autobots can only drive, but then all of a sudden when they're robots, they can fly at one point. It's like the writers are like, oh, fuck. They're to fucking f- roll these guys out all the time.
2: <laughs> Matt, you're, uh, you're a little quiet. You got something to say? Um, well, uh, do we want to maybe talk a little bit about some other aspects of the Man of Steel, like let's talk about his rogues gallery. Okay, um, I have always felt, in general, that his rogues gallery is on the weaker side. Um, like, there's not, aside from Lex Luthor, there is not that iconic presence. Braini- that Brainiac's a really I've good always, villain. I've
0: always felt that Superman had really good <laughs> ones. And Like a handful of really good ones And the really bad ones Yeah
2: um, I agree I mean there are good ones But there's not like You ask anybody on the street Okay yeah they've heard of Lex Luthor But They've never heard of Brainiac They've never heard of Metallo They've never heard of um, and those, Doomsday
0: And those first two were really good Bad guys
1: Yeah I think after reading these two These two runs of action comics Brainiac is probably my favorite and the most threatening supervillain that he might have. Um, He also has Bizarro. But they they never get
0: Bizarro right. They always find a way to fuck up Bizarro. They make him too goofy. Yeah, they make him silly. They have him do that backwards talk. And he's just... He's comic relief all the time. They don't make him... They can make him really scary. Like, you take Superman, you have his skin break down, so he's just chalk white. Don't have him talk. Just have
2: him be just a super strong Like monster. none from Superman yeah. 2. He, yeah, he can... Or like, he can even he can talk, even but
1: sparsely. Him. He doesn't have to do ridiculous speak. Yeah, yeah he's, he's
2: almost... He could be like the Frankenstein version of Superman. Yeah, he but can less be lumbering.
1: really
0: scary, but they always give him that Bizarro yeah. number one stone necklace that he wears, and they always make him a fucking joke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another great villain for Superman
2: is Darkseid. Um, would
0: you consider Darkseid a Superman villain or
2: a DC in general villain? DC in general, but if you had to put it on one superhero, it's got to be Superman. It's kind
1: of like how I the agree. Kingpin in Marvel. Kingpin fights a bunch exactly. of people, but he's he's like a Spider-Man Daredevil-y kind yeah, of villain. I
0: would go Daredevil. For
2: okay. Kingpin.
1: I would go
0: Spider-Man.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow.
1: But I guess I lose that round. But he fights a lot of different. People he does and can be associated. With I don't one know. Or two. The
2: more I think about, maybe maybe it is Daredevil. I don't know.
1: He also fights. I mean, Punisher. Has, Punisher has, too fights has, Kingpin a lot. Yeah,
2: that's true. Has Daredevil and Spider-Man ever fought the Kingpin by like together?
1: I'm sure. And some know p- Spider-Man they do. I, I'm sure in the in the six one six at some point they do. I, mean, I can't recall cool. it right off the top. I don't
2: of think my I've head. ever read it. I so
1: want
0: to I wanna get I want to get six one six shirts made like the current four one two. With the t-shirts. star, and, yeah, yeah, what you know, the 412 t shirts, the Pittsburgh area code t shirts, and
1: it has uh, the hypocycloid from the Steeler or the Steel logo is part of it,
0: yeah. I associate mm-hmm. the four of those 412 t shirts with the pirates. I feel like every time I see that shirt, they're always like with a pirate hat or pirate games or, or something.
1: I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I'm gonna show you, okay. But Darkseid, do we think that Darkseid is a Superman villain? I would say yes. Um, his his It seems like his power level is on the same... Well, Darkseid's more powerful than Superman, isn't he? Which makes him an intriguing person for Superman to fight. How many times does Superman run into people that are physically as powerful as he is? Not often. Which also, that's something else. A lot of... We, we talk about how Superman's Unrelatable because he's too powerful I don't think that that's the case I, I think it's, it's his personal stuff that makes him Unrelatable but you can write You can write good villains And good fights for Superman You can have Equally as powerful people for him To get into scuffles with
2: I agree and I think that's kind of fun When they do that Like when um, The Dark Knight Rises came out last summer that was the first time we ever saw somebody even more physically imposing than Batman mm-hmm. go up against Batman, especially after the previous movie where he went up against the Joker, who was more just psychotic and, um, you know, uh, just chaotic. He was, just, he was chaos um, personified.
1: Joker was always two steps ahead of Batman. Batman's not used to that kind of villain.
2: Whereas in The Dark Knight Rises he wasn't used to a villain that can destroy him physically. And, you know, that's what happened. And there's just something that adds so much tension and drama.
1: Like, did you like The Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, I did like The Dark Knight Rises. Um, I liked it better the second time Uh I saw it after I realized I I put the rest that Batman wasn't going to be in it very much. Um, So when he was on screen I enjoyed those moments. Yeah. Band's going to be a little bit wacky, so I'm going to embrace. So I I did like it. I haven't seen it again... I I watched it twice, but I haven't seen it again since last summer. So it's been a while. How about yourself? Did you like it? I did like it, yeah. I thought it was really good.
2: I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. And there were certain parts that, like, based on the previews, that I just couldn't wait for when they finally came. So the one part that I'm getting at here is the the sequence in it when... um, when Bane and Batman square off for the first time in the sewers, and you figure, oh, fuck, this is probably where Batman's going to get his back broken, because we're pretty sure that's going to happen. It's the middle of the movie. You can't have Batman defeat the villain already. Um, and, and Batman puts everything he has into it, and it's not enough to overcome this villain. So whenever Superman has to deal with a character like Darkseid, and he can't defeat him just by... Out punching him I think that's cool I think that's very intriguing That adds For me personally A lot of drama
1: And they did a little bit Of that with Brainiac As well They made him really strong In this run of action comics Is
2: Brainiac kind of His equal on a physical level then?
1: I would say so This version of Brainiac Bummed me
2: out The one in the Action comics Yeah the one in this action comics Why why
0: would you say that? Because at first Like Brainiac seems to be Just a machine that sends down all these creepy, like real spindly robots. They make this really creepy noise, and it was it was really imposing. Then Superman gets up the Brainiac ship, and it's this real thin, uh, kind of wormy type. It, this wormy type creature that was just—it was like a head sticking out yeah, of like was, this. It was worm. really creepy, but then it turns out that Brainiac is really fucking Dwayne Johnson painted green. Which I was okay with Bummed out Like I thought he would have been Like one of the things I like about Supergirl Is that they draw her They always draw her pretty thin But she's so fucking strong And I like seeing that juxtaposition Of this little girl doing all this big stuff So if you saw this skinny creepy brainiac Just lay Superman out You'd be like holy shit But they make him big Big and bulky And I'm, I'm tired of fucking big and bulky heroes To fight him
1: who would you have fight him?
0: Um, I don't I, I like, well... I almost <laughs> I like, like that. I like Bizarro. The, who's big and bulky.
2: That's kind of the rule, though. I mean... He needs big and bulky heroes? Big and bulky villains? Yeah, yeah. To go up against him? Uh, I don't... I, I'm intrigued by what you said, how it would be kind of cool if Brainiac was actually, like, spindly and... Small and yet still packed like a big punch, but
0: and he also uh, he also is in control of all this different technology that's capable of overwhelming Superman in different ways. It doesn't have to always be punching knock, him in just, the face and knocking a, him a out. A punch out with with the guy. True. There are more
2: interesting ways to go about. That.
1: There's a lot of brain probing that happens with these Brainiacs.
2: There's just like maybe kind of a disconnect for the for the reader if they see this little guy and all of a sudden he's just as strong as like. Superman. I mean, it, every single rule, like all the guys that can go up against him and stand toe to toe with him, Metallo, Brainiac, Darkseid, Doomsday, Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor when he's in his kryptonite suit, they're all big. There's there's none of them are small. So it's kind of like that's the standard. That's the way Maybe it's that's what
1: Superman needs then. Maybe is, is a smaller villain. I I think that
2: Le- Lex Luthor,
1: Luthor? kind of when he's not in the
0: in the animated
1: series, is the best Lex
0: Luthor because he is—he's a bigger guy, he's but he's barely, still a human. Yeah, he's still a human. He's not gonna, you know, physically, you know, by himself beat up Superman. But he's capable of masterminding all these plots behind the scenes and like sending a big giant mechanical spider to a, to kill Superman and do all this other stuff without Superman being able to trace it back to him. And I always like that about the animated series that Lex got off scot free every time. You know he's the bad guy. Superman knows he's the bad guy. But you can't so prove Superman him. can't
2: fucking catch him. Has Superman ever considered like a recording device of some kind when he goes and fights crime? Like an iPhone five? <laughs> Take
1: a video of Lex Luthor doing
2: something douchey.
1: Much like Superman's father, he didn't really think that far ahead, so yeah. All Superman's iPhone
0: does is go to mixos. and play the Mixos comic book podcast. And,
2: and, and Superman's he like I uh,
1: fights crime puts little earbuds <laughs> in. And Superman's like, man, this reminds me of my youth. <laughs> <laughs> now, Paul, we talked a little bit about the things that I don't like about Superman. What are the things that you like about the Last Son of Krypton? Or I mean, I guess that's debatable because it seems like everybody's from fucking Krypton now, but. I, I like when he is the
0: last son of Krypton. I don't like when there are other Kryptonians. So
2: General Zod... Yeah,
0: yeah. I, General, I wouldn't pick him for Crypto. this movie. I've seen, I've seen enough General Zod, I think, between Superman 2 uh, that they always put them in the comics they had the big uh, new Krypton so, arc wasn't Superman that Zod was a big part was
2: thir- more than
0: 30 years ago it was though, so. but Zod's gonna be in this Zod was a villain in Smallville it's always I feel like they're they always wanna make Zod as big as Flex and Brainiac and Bizarro and those are the big three villains for me and they always wanna put Zod in there but it, I, I never get behind it because I like Superman being the last guy I don't like the Bottle City of Kandor cuz that's a whole fucking city of yeah. Kryptonians out there. I, I don't agree. like I don't like Supergirl. I don't like Crypto. I would prefer him to be Didn't Superman have that. like a
1: super monkey too at some point? He did have a super monkey.
0: And even even in the animated series. What about in the Fortress? He has like the the whole alien zoo up there.
1: Do you mind Power Girl? She comes from another Earth, a different part of the multiverse.
0: I is that rather, okay? I would rather no connection
1: to Superman. But I, what so I really like
0: about him, sorry, go, you don't like the Eradicator, then I don't like the Eradicator. Okay, I like Superman because he is the good guy. Because he didn't have some crazy tragedy that drove him, you know, to being a vigilante. He's just a good guy. He goes out there. I like big superpowers.
1: I and like see your personal sense of yeah, right and wrong and morality. I like
0: that he's able to go out and do all this crazy shit. You know, I like the standard set of superpowers. I don't like all this weird shit like reading a USB drive just by looking at it. Okay.
2: Is that that's in the current? That's current. That's fucked up.
0: Yeah, I don't like him being able to I don't like the microscopic vision. I don't like macroscopic vision. The only vision he should have is x-ray and heat vision.
1: X-Ray for me is even a little much I like heat I like the freeze breath Fly Is he Now is he technically invincible Is Superman invincible No I don't okay. think so he's just, He just has basic super he's invinci- Super
2: he's,
0: strength He's essentially invincible on earth But uh, Chip and the guys from New Dimension Were discussing this About how um, If he's on Apocalypse And that's in a different part of the universe. Like An Apocalypse has... Why does he still have his
1: powers? Does Apocalypse have a red sun? You would we, think it would. They couldn't determine
0: whether it had... What sun it had. But I always felt that was weird too. And they always kind of... In any version of Superman in the comics... Even in the anim, animated series... He goes to other places. And he still has his powers. But I think if he goes... it's so Him being powered by a yellow sun... Is such a big part of who he is. And they skip over that so by, much. Yeah, if he goes somewhere else... He should be just a dude. Or
1: or his, maybe, because he's sort of like uh, a solar panel. And I, I'll take that, that he charges with the the yellow sun. And if he goes far away, f- far enough away from it, right. maybe his powers dissipate a little bit. I'd like a story like that, where his shit's just starting to not work right, because he's too far away from Right, he's from like a battery that's starting to... Loses charge. That would an- that would be interesting to see. Yeah, why I, don't
0: they do that? I, I agree with that. The anime, when you write that, that, that
1: Superman story, why don't you write that? Didn't they do that in? Um,
2: uh, what was the one where the, the sun... quest for peace? No, no, no. It's comic series. It's when the like oh, sun zero hour. Out. No, it wasn't zero oh, hour. It's when the sun went out for a while. It was like yeah, it's zero for hour. A year.
1: I don't remember. Like the sun.
2: Darkest <clears throat> night or... not blackest night, no. but.
1: That was when my fandom went out on Green Lantern. I
2: don't think it was zero
1: hour, but whatever. Um, but I would like that, um, yeah, and, yeah. and they don't use that enough. I think one of, aside from flight, because if
2: I could have any superpower, it would be Final flight. Night. Final night was that it? Okay. Um, you like flight that's, I think that's flight your favorite would be, uh, it, which is ironic cause I'm fl- afraid of flying but like maybe <laughs> if I had superpowers and I knew that you know I wasn't gonna crash I'd be okay the animated series or if took- I did I was invincible who cares
1: right I think you have to have invincibility paired with flight They don't work but like if you're just flying around and a bird hits you in the face well, you're gonna die In general general superpowered.
0: When when you get a superpower, you seem to come with some kind of invincibility. It's kind of a package. Yeah, the Flash really shouldn't be as strong as he is, or impervious to things as he is. He should just be fucking fast.
1: Like, shouldn't the Flash's bones crack under the pressure of all that speed and all the heat? And should like well, shouldn't I'd he be really would, jacked up? I'd assume his,
0: you know, his physical makeup accounts for. That speed, but that doesn't make him super strong,
1: Mm-mm. right? No, what are you, it, are you... <laughs> no, no? It doesn't make him super strong. It doesn't make him super strong. Why do they do that? Why do they decide to package those? I two think it's
0: things? I think it's an easy it's an easy way to write stories.
1: Don't you think the Flash would be more interesting if he was usual? if he was just a uh, just a wimpy I scientist? Think a lot of that was real would be,
0: fast. Would be inter- more interesting if they were depowered. The animated series. Deep-powered Superman to the point where he couldn't go in space without a suit. He couldn't breathe underwater, which yeah, makes sense to me. That? Yeah, oh,
2: that's cool.
0: Which makes sense to me because, like, he does all this other Earth stuff. Why? Yeah. Why he breathed, would he be he able oxygen. to breathe? In? Yeah, breathe in space or breathe underwater.
1: Well, doesn't don't they say that he always can? He just holds his breath for.
0: Yeah, but there's a, a lot. Of, there's a lot of goofy shit involved with that's been involved with Superman over the years. And I think it really pulls people away from the character. Like, when they say, well, Superman doesn't have to eat. Or Superman doesn't have to sleep. That's, no wonder why people can't relate to him. No one can relate to someone that doesn't need to fucking eat or sleep.
2: I wouldn't like him either. Yeah. So, Paul, I'm, I'm only realizing right now that you're wearing a fucking Superman shirt. Was that a coincidence or is this on purpose? This was on purpose. Really? The shirt will make a double appearance this week. Saturday when we go see Man of Steel. Oh, that's exciting! Now somehow Ian kind of fucked up.
1: <laughs> Ian, Ian didn't fuck up. He purposely wore a daredevil shirt because I don't have a Superman that's shirt. That's the
2: closest to Superman. This is you the have closest. A double D. And and now a, what does that double D stand for? Does that stand for delicious um, dicks? Fear. Okay. <laughs>
1: We can't make the title of the podcast, Delicious Dicks. Oh, okay. I was trying real hard right there. Now, I don't own any Superman paraphernalia. No. Except I think I might have some Superman uh, PJ bottoms. Take that shirt. Oh, I also have, have Superman
0: PJ bottoms.
1: Yeah, I
2: don't. I should have wore those fucking Is PJ anybody bottoms. Anybody want to get a picture of my shirt? Matt's Matt's wearing
0: stylish all black
1: tonight. In protest of the Superman podcast.
0: Oh, or in honor of the death, death of, of Superman. Superman.
1: Mm. Yep. I knew it. I Which knew there was a
0: method to your madness. Would we like to talk about the to death of
1: Superman? Oh! Oh! That's why we love him, folks. Would we like to talk about the death of Superman? Because I happen to have that sitting right here. I think that would be great because I think that. Did we talk enough about death of Superman when we talk about nineties
0: comics? We talked about character deaths,
1: but guess what? We weren't doing the Superman podcast that night. And we we can about. briefly talk about it. We don't have to go blow for blow. People don't need to know. Every little th- so, thing about yeah, it.
2: Yeah, I agree. Ian, open that up.
1: Start at page one. Just start reading it. I did so that we, earlier, and I was really... To the goodly audience. I was really upset with um, this book. Why were really you upset I mean? with it? Because it was not good.
2: I haven't read it in a while, but okay. I remember liking it very much.
1: What I can tell you is that some of the art was better than I remembered. Especially in this first. I kinda like the stuff that There's happened in this one first
2: in the first one?
1: Bunch of bunch of different people. I think it was this John Bogdanov.
0: Oh Bogdanove.
1: Bogdanove. Is I that it? So. Yep. He was a little better than I thought. Um, I I would still have to wonder with reading it. Where the hell Batman and Wonder Woman were at? Because throughout this book, Doomsday fights the Justice League, and it's a bunch of fucking jobbers that are fighting. <laughs> that are fighting Doomsday, and no wonder Superman gets his fucking ass kicked. Uh, I also wonder. There's a lot of Doomsday punching some of these various Justice League characters in the face or slamming them around. And uh, they don't die. Well, one in particular, he, he, he grabs Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle In this book is Ted Cord, who is just a human. He doesn't, have, he doesn't even have any kind of protective armor. He's wearing just some... Wool, I would assume, uh, outfit <laughs> and, he, and Doomsday grabs him by the head and slams him around and he, I mean the dude's skull should be crushed. Well
0: this is an example of once you get one superpower, you get some level of invulnerability. But,
1: but does the blue beetle have any superpowers is my question. I don't think he does. Ted Cord, does he have any superpowers? No, he's just a dude. He's okay. just Batman. So he, he should have his skull should have been but crushed.
0: But he's he's a, he's a the peak of physical fitness almost like Batman
1: but his skull should have been crushed <laughs> I mean I'm just saying hey I'm, I'm
0: playing devil's advocate over here
1: All, at least Guy Gardner had the good grace to look like he got beat up a little bit he has a black eye his fucking mop top is out of place I think he has some broken bones everybody else is kind of just knocked out and I'm not sure how that happened I, that, that kind of took me out a little bit too that some of these other heroes should have been dying if this guy eventually kills Superman, Blue Beetle's got to yeah, die in the way.
0: Yeah, but they... You know, Doomsday and Superman fight for such a long time in that book. But I'm, I'm with you. What pulled me out of the story is that no other no other real superheroes in it. And like, what sucked about it is as I was reading it, the whole time I was trying to rationalize... Well, where the fuck is everyone else? Where I mean, is he, Superman? Where, or where is Wonder Woman?
1: Where is Batman? Where the fuck is Aquaman? Where the fuck is the Flash? Where the fuck is Green Lantern? Well, Flash was dead. Well, where's Wally West? Well, well yeah, Wally West was around. Yeah, why wasn't he there? Where's Mart or Martian Manhunter's And it,
0: it bothered me. It bothered me. And why is he fucking bloodless? Where's, where's even?
1: Where's even Hawk? Hawkman. Hawk Hawkman or Hawkgirl? Or, or Hawk fucking dog? Where <laughs> are they at? <laughs> Where's Spider-Man? Where's
2: Spider? Where's Silver I, Sable? And where's fucking Daredevil? He's right here. front of me. The story, Matt, I kept, Matt, look I at this motley
1: crew of heroes that get their ass whooped,
2: yeah, and tell me Matt.
1: that these motherfuckers stand a chance against Doomsday.
2: I agree with you. I, like I said, I haven't read it in a long okay. time. But when I was looking through it, it, I was reminded that yeah, that final issue that what was it, uh, Superman number seventy-five. Seventy-five. Yeah. Um, 100% every page, splash page. That's, for a big, like, uh, kind of huge issue like that, I think that for a fight, no less, that is such a, a great, kind of like, fun approach to it. Um,
1: Another problem that I had with this, probably the biggest plot hole... Here it is, comes. ...is that Doomsday... There's no real reason for Doomsday to be heading to Metropolis... They never explain it. Yeah, he looks, um, yeah, they do explain uh, it. He looks at a sign, I understand no, that. He,
0: um, he's in some town and he sees wrestlers on, on the, a TV screen. Yeah, he and does do it's, that. Yeah, it's an ad and it says, it's like, WWF, coming to Metropolis That, that that's does when, happen yeah, that's, not that's not that's explaining he started, why he's going
1: to Metropolis yeah, That's so, that's then so then weak
0: He starts saying Metropolis And then he goes there Because he. I guess he thinks that's where he's going to find the greatest warriors Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant
1: I understand that that's what happens But that's not a real fucking reason why That's stupid Why don't they have him land in Metropolis
0: Yeah, that would be fine Because then, you know, he couldn't he couldn't mow through the league of shitty superheroes on his way to Metropolis, man It really
1: has been was, a long time no, no, since okay. I read that, because... This is in the middle of the book, too. This is probably... No, I'm just saying. <laughs> this is in the middle of the book. That happens, and what about all this other shit?
2: Why don't, why don't we let Matt talk? Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's been a while since you've read this. It's been, a, it's been a long time since I read it, because I remember almost none of these details... And, like, as a more discerning reader now than I might have been back uh, when I read this, probably in the early 90s. um, Yeah. Like, that's a really horrendous reason for him to show up and, uh, like, want to fight Superman. Um, So, like you guys said, there's a lot of, like, really questionable things like where are all the heroes and everything but what I do remember is for, for just a, a slugfest for like one of the all time great fisticuffs in a superhero comic book this is unbeatable
0: the last issue yeah yeah it's it's literally all full page spreads of Super and Superman, Superman, Superman still and like
2: he's on the brink of death and he's still trying to like do the right thing and save people um meanwhile like He knows he's gonna probably die Against this creature
1: I wish The entire Justice League would have been killed So that you get that feeling Not just because I don't like him But so that there's that impending doom Like holy shit He killed all these other people
0: Yeah I I think Doomsday has appeared In the new 52 But they have a chance in the new 52 To really make Doomsday That threatening character and really take him through the Justice League and just have him beat all of them senseless until you get to this last issue where you realize Superman's the shit because he's he's the only one still fighting. Even yeah. the almighty Batman gets put down.
1: I think that even the, the reason why Superman wasn't there at the scene when for the first two issues when Doomsday is... Taken apart the Justice League, it's because he's doing a TV interview. I wish that Superman was doing something else, and that would, and then he would get word that all this bad shit's happening instead of just being on TV. That yeah. seemed weird too.
0: I think um, I will. Who who draws? Is that all? Um, Dan kind of Jurgens. Dan Jurgens. No, I give just I give the Matt last some, book. I give Matt some crap about Dan Jurgens, but um, he really does some nice stuff
1: this whole book actually I got to give it up like I said the art surprised me I thought it was much better yeah the
0: art gets a little wonky when you get to the uh, funeral for a friend the story's after yeah. death. yeah but yeah even for um, you know 90s 90s artwork I can't read old artwork when when I look at that stuff it pulls me right out of the story it hurts but this stuff like I, I didn't have that issue with it
2: yeah I mean it's definitely very classic looking. You know, like um, a non-comic book reader would
0: picture this art when you say "picture comic book art,"
2: right? But I mean, it could fairly easily make the transition into modern day if you threw like a fresh coat of paint on it. Yeah, and Dan Jurgens is
0: still—he's still still a a guy that gets frequent
2: work. Yeah, I mean, but you can tell that a guy like Dan Jurgens is is more of like a classically trained comic book artist. Um, I feel like his. Um, schooling comes from actually understanding anatomy and perspective and things like that, whereas I feel like a lot of the current artists today studied more like other artists rather than the the, the building blocks of You have to listen art. to that, uh, that Greg Capullo, Fat Man on Batman Why? When he
0: slams Todd McFarlane
2: Ooh!
0: Did he really? I'll <laughs> leave it at that. We'll let Matt take a listen oh, no, But I'll, I'll leave it at that he doesn't really slam him; he just gives him a little dig. But I liked it because I kind of felt the same. I thought that I, those I felt guys were, were tight. They are. It'd be like me, you know, giving you a dig about something. Oh,
2: well, what could you? What do you have? Nothing.
0: You're right. No, I'm just kidding. You're <laughs> <The perfect specimen. laughs> you
2: are the perfect male. The perfect specimen.
0: You are the real. It's almost like
1: Bruce Wayne. You're, you're still. So, well, I was going to go one step further and say it's all. He's so perfect. It's almost like he was sent here from another planet. <laughs> And I can't even relate to him anymore. See,
0: I don't. I don't like when Superman is related. I don't like when Superman is related to the word "perfect," because I don't
1: think he is perfect. How about Alien? He
2: he is Alien. If you could if you could use one word to sum up Superman,
1: what would it be? It has to be one. One word. Iconic. Paul. Hero. Fuck.
2: Mask. Yeah, <laughs> well, I gotta think of a new one. Um, perfect.
0: Just like, I'm just, just gonna... like
2: the image in the mirror. No, no, no. not perfect. Um, you know, we'll we'll come back to it. Maybe after the right. pizza we'll, break, we'll come back. Because you you did kind of steal
0: mine. Whoa. Well, I'd I'd be in this pickle now. Had I let you go first. <laughs> but he is. I mean, su- I... Superman's the consummate hero. He's he's the most recognizable comic book character. Most, I mean, he's he's that
2: guy. He is kind of the basis for every other fucking character that we're reading every single week, I feel.
1: Now, I don't like the theory some people use, I'm not blaming anyone here, but that Superman is the greatest hero because he was the first hero. I don't like that. That's, and I hear that's, that a lot. That's terrible. It is terrible. That's like saying that the Wright Brothers airplane is the best plane because it was the first one. It's not. Well, that's one of the things I liked about
0: the old DC continuity is that he wasn't the first hero. The Justice Society existed. There was the old Flash, the old Green Lantern, uh, Sandman, Hawkeye, or uh, Hawkeye, Hawkman. All those guys existed. Hawk Dog? Hawk Dog? Hawk Hawk Dog! Hawk, dog, Hawk Hawk Rabbit? Hawk Dog! All those guys existed, and then Superman came along later. And even all these old veteran heroes... When Superman came around, we're kind of like, "Wow, this this guy's the real deal." I'd like to think that even if if Wolverine was in the the DC universe, he may not like Superman. They may not go catch a movie together, but he would be like, "This this guy's kind of got it going on."
2: So, uh, you mentioned Wolverine and, and kind of this crossover with Superman. Um, back in the mid to late '90s, they did a a crossover with Marvel and DC. I think it was like the last time the two companies really did anything together. It seems like that would be such a fucking big seller for both companies. Like,
0: I don't know why that hasn't happened, especially recently with like Bendis, like with Bendis heading up Marvel and Jeff Johns heading up DC. It, and, yeah. And be, we're either of
1: you be into that? Because I'm really not. Friendliness between it. all the creators
0: right now. Like, I think it would be
2: awesome. But I feel like there might be within the creators but within the publishers they're like fucking like arch enemies right Think now.
1: Think how big the parent companies are. They'll never let that happen especially at this Warner point. Warner Brothers and
2: well you, that? that if I recall there was a movie that Touchstone Pictures put out called Who Framed Roger Rabbit and in it you had characters from Warner Brothers and you had characters from Disney so you had Daffy Duck out-dueling yeah, Donald that. Duck On the piano Yeah
1: but that was 25 years That blew, that blew years my ago. mind
0: Seeing all those Characters together That was yeah. so fucking cool
1: it, That was cool But I'm just saying That it seems like The companies are so big now I
0: want to go watch That movie now It, it was, was on, on the, the other day podcasting. We were just, we were just Talking about, about. Bad, uh, bad special effects And Who Framed Roger Rabbit Probably falls in that Category at this point
1: yeah, but... I've watched it recently. It's, they're not as bad as some of the other special effects that we've watched recently, which will remain nameless. <laughs> I told them about
0: about some of those. Oh.
1: Jessica Rabbit still holds up. Yeah? Mm-hmm. She still holds up
0: your dick. <laughs> <laughs> I was never into Jessica Rabbit. No? No, I don't like that, that style, that, yeah, like, she's you know, not, 50s vamp. She's not bad. I mean, she's just drawn that way. Oh, Matt
1: was ah, fired from the podcast. Ah. Yeah, I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit and that was cool seeing those even, two companies cross over. Even as over. silly
0: as Jar Jar, I mean Roger Rabbit was it was a cool movie. Cuz I and for some reason I always relate those two characters together. I'm sure it's because of the way Roger says he does that Eddie thing. Do it, Matt. What did he do? You know when he like
1: Eddie? Something like yeah, that.
0: Something like that. <laughs> I oh, think because because of that, that I always really, really Jar Jar and Roger. I told Rabbit you I watched it recently. Because they're just over the top, silly, uh, you know, slapsticky characters. But
2: fucking Who Framed Roger Rabbit is from a movie about characters that live in Toontown. They're supposed to be.
0: I'm not. I'm not hating either either one right now. This is, Toontown, this is just saying
1: adjacent to Boneville.
0: No, like I I just I relate those characters together. Because of those similarities. Mm -hmm. And I know they're both meant to be that way. It wasn't an accident that either character did what they did.
1: So a DC Marvel crossover sounds pretty badass, huh, guys? Why well, don't you want to but see I, think it I don't need crossover. to see it. Um, I just don't need to see it. I, there's nothing that I want to see. I don't want to see Batman fight Wolverine. I don't want to. I don't care to see Spider Man fight you did Superman. With your hands
2: there, made it look like I don't need to see Batman, Batman. <laughs> fuck Wolverine. Well, are you excited? I've been mashing my hands together. I didn't do the. It looked uh, like you're mashing like two dicks butting up again. No, her. that's, that's Ian, not that's, that's this. That's uh, a, well, this maybe is not our fingertips, finger but for for Ian, it's, for Ian, a, it's like it's <laughs> like heels. Yeah,
1: podcasters, will have <laughs> you decide the what the international sign for two dicks smashing together is. <laughs> well, Ian, are you? If you're not looking forward to that
0: crossover, are you looking forward to DC Universe versus Masters of the Universe?
2: <gasps>
1: No, I'm not I'm pretty amped I um, think it's gonna be dumb But I'm still pretty amped <laughs> I think it's gonna be dumb I
2: think the entire concept is fucking retarded But Well, I'm alone in my comic book principles I, I will pick up the issue And I will look at it And then I'll probably say Yeah, this is fucking stupid I, I don't think. I don't expect it to
0: blow my mind And change my comic landscape Like Green Lantern Rebirth But I, I will be entertained by this book
1: How do you think that they're gonna get one universe into the other? Um, Will it be like this, or is it going to be like this? It's
0: probably going to be like a wiener and a hot dog bun. Something with Skeletor needs to get out of Eternia. I don't know if he's looking for some other dimension to conquer, but he needs out of Eternia, winds up on our world, and the Masters come to the DCU to track him down. Do you
1: feel that those two franchises work together pretty good because I think I it's gonna be wacky I'm not yeah. excited yeah
0: it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be really weird but I'm I think it's a I think it'll be cool to see them all together and see how Keith Giffen the writer handles all of that together I like I like Keith Giffen like yeah. I never I never don't like his stuff at best I'm entertained by it so I, I think I, I'll be entertained by this but I think it'll be interesting to see how they try to Really fit those guys all together.
1: There are certain franchises that seem to fit together. Transformers and GI Joe did a crossover a couple of years ago. That they did two actually. Um, those worked out pretty good. Spawn and Batman well, did know, a crossover feel, that worked pretty good. I
0: don't think. You know? I don't think Eternia in the He-Man universe is too far separate from <clears throat> like
1: Genesis and Apocalypse. But they're not going to put them there. They're going to put them in Gotham City.
0: Right. But what I'm saying is I don't think it's too big of a leap to go from the Masters universe to the DC universe because there are, I mean, there's so much shit in the DC universe. It's not, it's not out of your, out of your mind to think in another part of the galaxy. Yeah. Eternia. Yeah,
2: I got you. It's almost like the movie version of Thor, right? Yeah. Yeah, Asgard
0: is just another planet on another level of...
1: Which DC you know, book is Thor in? I forget.
0: Wow. I'm just saying. That was douchey. Super douche. It really was. You lose that round, sir. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> so anyway, um, so crossovers.
2: Back when they did Marvel vs. DC, they had the Hulk fight Superman, and then they let the readers vote who's actually going to win. Could... Not to get too nerdy, but we do do a comic book podcast here, so. Um. Oh! Whoa! Well, when we come back, we're going to find out who would win in a fight, Hulk or Superman. There's a little keys.
0: back to hour two of episode 13. Uh, we're back from the McSauce Pizza Party, uh, sponsored by Fox's Pizza and their Big Daddy. But uh, they're actually not sponsored by them at all. We pay for that pizza every time.
1: But their delivery driver is a big Superman fan, and I had a nice conversation with him. You really did. You really did. I
0: thought there was going to be some tongue-on-tongue action.
1: Is he going to be listening to this podcast? I gave him one of our business cards, so he might be there. What's his name? uh, uh, Billy Bob. I I don't know his name. Well, when we get his name, we can give him a shout-out.
0: Dan, the delivery driver. So when we left off, uh, we were going to find out who would win in a fight Between the Hulk and Superman in the big
2: DC Marvel crossover, according to the fans back in the mid-90s, they deemed that Superman would emerge victorious against the Incredible Hulk. Hmm. What are the... I agree with that.
1: Are we fighting on Earth? Are we fighting on Planet Hulk? We're fighting on Pluto. That's far away from the sun. It's
2: cold. It's cold. No, but we're the on Earth. But the yeah. sun still reaches it. And this is, I think, the smart Hulk, I believe.
1: Smart green, smart gray. Smart was the, green. Was
2: the smart Hulk around in the 90s? Yeah.
1: Well, we're, we're fighting
0: this battle today. With,
1: With the, the current Hulk. Hulk. With the current smart Hulk and the current collar wearing Superman. Is the Hulk smart today? Um, there's I so many. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't read it. I don't know.
0: So back then, fans deemed... How about
1: this? We'll fight him with the Red Hulk, who is smart, who has all of General Ross's intelligence. So he has military training, plus Hulk, plus his regular intelligence against the pretty blue boy of steel, who would win in a fight.
2: I was only half listening. I was listening to to the whole thing. So why don't you answer it? Um... I was looking at you the whole time, and I just wasn't listening. I think... I think Superman will win. You look pissed. Just because I'm biased. Um, you know Superman has fought in the past, um, which is a good, like, fist fight, was Lobo. The Lobo. main man. What <clears throat>
1: are yeah. Lobo's... Uh, he's an alien. Rides a motorcycle.
0: 90's character.
1: Created what, what, by...
0: Who? I think he was created by Keith Giffen. I believe he was.
1: Yeah. What are Lobo's powers? I know he rides a Space Harley. I don't he doesn't
2: have powers. He's, he's just, just indestructible. And really crazy and angry. And
1: what killed, was the appeal of Lobo? Is he he killed his
2: entire
0: race. Yeah. What's yeah. what's his race called? It starts with a C. There's a Y in it. I don't know. But he, he killed his entire planet except himself
1: because he's he's so extreme. The nineties didn't fuck around with well, Lobo, origin stories.
0: Keith Giffen created Lobo, mocking to mock a lot of those image characters at the time. All those big is that over po- the top
1: guys. See, is that possible? Because I thought Lobo came out before the image characters.
0: Well, they're during the big nineties boom of just big over the top, you know, extreme characters. He was created to mock those guys, and he wound up taking on a life of his own. He's been in a ton of. He's been in tons of media. He was in the animated series, voiced by voiced by Everybody Loves Raymond's Brad Garrett.
1: No, I job. now I have another. Who would win in a fight? And he's fought with this person a lot throughout history, but I don't know why this isn't a really one-sided fight. Superman versus Captain Marvel. Why isn't that fight completely one-sided? If Superman. Can't go up against magic, which is what Captain Marvel is—is is magic, right? Yeah, but he doesn't cast spells. He can't
0: physically affect Superman with anything but, but his, lightning.
1: But his being is magic. It's consistent with magic.
0: Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. not
1: like he. So, when but he, that's where he draws his when powers. He draws a his punch powers a magical are, punch. His powers are a spell, essentially, it's right?
0: Not, it's not like he radiates <clears throat> magic. He doesn't.
1: No. That it's lightning like isn't is radioactive magic. Makes
0: him a superpowered adult. And that's it. You sure? I mean the the lightning
1: is magical can lightning. Is,
0: can fuck up Superman, but Captain Marvel himself if he punches him it's just like any other superpower guy punching Superman.
1: I would always think that I don't know. I I thought if if he was brought on by magic, it would be Who would win in a fight, Constantine or Superman? Constantine. Of course. Zatanna in Superman. Matt?
2: I don't know. I don't know anything about Zatanna.
1: Magic? (sighs)
0: That's. I don't know.
1: See? Why don't you know? (laughs) If that's part of Superman's weaknesses, magic, shouldn't uh, a little hot girl with a top hat be able to take him down? How's
0: John Constantine going to win that fight? Doesn't he have magic? He does have magic, but what's he going to do?
1: I don't know. Turn him into a bunny? Maybe that's part of uh, his shtick, isn't it? Turn people into bunnies. What does Constantine really do? He could send Superman to hell, right? But yeah,
0: probably. Is that what he does? Yeah. I don't really know what his magic powers. From are. the
1: movie, he—I know that he has a cat in a bucket of water, but and uh
0: like going back to Zatanna, like she can't affect. I thought her her magic powers were like firestorms, uh, atomic powers. Where they can't affect biological things. They can't affect people. Like, Firestorm couldn't turn your hand into cotton candy.
1: But couldn't she.
0: Which is r- ridiculous because he couldn't Couldn't she magically
1: into drop stones on his head or something? I, I don't know. Or magically bind him with chains and throw him into uh, deep space? Throw him
0: into. Pool under Grand Central Station,
1: and say, "Get out of that!" And he's like, I'm <laughs> not
0: Houdini. Ah, oh, damn it!
1: Couldn't that happen? I
0: mean, that'd have to be like super magical chains, I guess.
1: But if they're, I mean, what 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 necessitates <laughs> the superiorness of the magical chains? If they're magical chains, they're magical chains, right?
0: But when they become tangible, are they then just real chains?
1: They're always magical chains. They always have magical capabilities, right? But once she makes them, then they're just here, like these Twizzlers. These are magic Twizzlers. I don't know what the fuck and you're one, talking once about. Once
0: they become like a concrete thing, is then then they're just there. Are they still? Do they still have magical? I would boots? say that they are still, they still have, super because strong? they came
1: from magic, so they would still hold on to some magical traits. All of her thing, bunny is that she makes magical bunnies. You're making up your own rules. Am I, Math. I think you're making up your <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a wooden
2: chair does it still retain some of its traits of being a tree?
1: It does much like magic, it's still wood,
0: okay, so it retains its traits, all right, I guess Tana would chain him up and drop rocks on his head, and I think he that's, said it. Su- that's it for Superman, yep. Did he say giant stones? I think he said stones. <laughs> stones. I couldn't think of anything.
1: A picture <laughs> I when think a rock. Wanna hmm. picture a stone? I picture something no larger than a golf ball. <laughs> so think of that and then size it up and it's a giant stone. Would it then be a rock? Does rock and stone does the you can't have small rocks? Well, we're talking we're talking scale here. Like oh. when does it become a boulder? I didn't know that stone had a particular size, does it? You wouldn't call a call a boulder a stone. But I could call a stone a rock. It's a rock, but it's
0: not a rock.
1: It's the rock. <laughs> she would she would drop the rock on Superman's head, thusly, <laughs> defeating him.
2: Dwayne Johnson gets thrown on Superman's head. <laughs>
1: So, that that was... Who would win in a fight, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> but what we were really going to talk about was Superman in the media and all of his different portrayals in the media. Matt, do you have a favorite... Yes. ...media Superman item? yeah. It's, item?
2: it's the... Um, I was going to say something stupid, but I'm going to be real for a second. The best thing Superman... Outside of the comic books is the John Williams soundtrack. Um, To me, that is even more iconic than Christopher Reeve's portrayal of Superman, which is phenomenal. But that music, to me, is about the perfect theme song. Um, Outside of maybe the Star Wars theme song, it's, I think, the best.
0: Do you prefer the Star Wars theme over Luke's theme? Uh, what's Luke's theme? Uh, Luke's theme is the one where he's... It's a...
2: It's throne room. Oh, that's pretty fucking good, but... Shit. I gotta go with the main theme. I like Luke's theme. Well, wait, isn't Luke's theme when he goes and, like, looks at the twin sons? Uh... And it's a much slower render. Uh, I guess it's kind of the same melody. Yeah, it's the it? same. It's the same melody. It's just. Um. Yeah, maybe Luke's theme. I don't fucking know. They're both good.
1: Well, Ian. I think that Superman is much more iconic than Luke's theme. That's not what I was asking. Do I like? Um, I like I like Superman better than Luke's theme. <laughs> <laughs> Do you prefer the Star Wars theme
0: or Luke's theme?
1: Mm, Star Wars Stupid
0: What do you prefer, Paul? Luke's theme, we've addressed that
1: To the Superman theme?
0: Um, I, I think so, but I think that goes back What's better, Jaws
1: theme or Jurassic oh. Park?
2: Or Harry Potter
0: Harry Potter oh, Harry, Potter's a good
1: <laughs> Harry Potter's a good one
0: Uh, I think I probably like I, I think I probably like Luke's theme better than The Superman theme. I'm not saying it's more iconic. Because few things are more iconic than the Superman theme. But something about Luke's theme... Especially when it's it's made slow. Like it's just... It's very moving. Yes. Like when he looked at the twin sons. Right. But so is that Superman theme... At certain points of the movie.
1: It's really amazing to me... That Superman has been able to capture... Both such an iconic soundtrack... And an iconic look about him. The logo that everybody can recognize... It's amazing that they hit both of those out of the park.
2: It's a shame to me that the new movie, the new Superman movie, is not going to have that theme song, because I understand that they want it to be fresh and that they want this to be a new beginning, but I've heard the main theme, and it pales in comparison to the John Williams theme. Is that a Hans the? It's Hans Is that the one with the piano notes? Uh, Because
0: whatever haunting music they use with those two piano notes... When in the one trailer, where Jarrell's looking theme. at the mm-hmm. no, where Jarrell's looking out at Krypton being destroyed, yeah, like that. I really dig that stuff. I don't know to what extent they're going to use it in the movie, but
2: um, they did use the actual Superman, like Man of Steel theme in one of the trailers. I'm just not sure which one it was. Um, it's available like now. I think to stream, if not already, I, I think it comes out tomorrow.
1: It'd be cool if they Tuesday. could put hints of that somewhere, even at the end. No, well, the I'm sure theme, that they won't do within it. Within the but...
2: context of the movie, may work great, mm-hmm. but the, like I just feel like I'm missing it. It's almost like seeing Superman without the S on his chest or something. There's just something not right. Yeah. You know, it's it's just as necessary as other elements to the character.
1: Um, As a Spider-Man fan, I'm bummed out that Spider-Man doesn't have an equally awesome and iconic theme. I music. agree.
2: Danny Elfman... I can't believe... Did a, a... You don't think Spider-Man has an iconic
1: theme. Oh, it is, but it's just goofy Spider-Man. It's it's Spider-Man. the equivalent
2: of the um, the Batman theme from... <laughs> oh, Jesus, that scared
0: yeah, the hell out of me. I know, he couldn't have come in that door any louder if he tried. Yeah,
1: But <laughs> but Batman also has the Danny Elfman you know, Batman 89 stuff. True. So... True. But also... You can, Spider you can Spider pick Man, and choose.
2: Spider-Man has the Danny Elfman... Yeah. Thing, but well, no one knows her. that. Yeah. Except you. True. It it doesn't have, like, that that iconic melody to it that you could really hum to. Mm-hmm. I think it's recognizable, though. Um, similar in, to the way that the, the Hans Zimmer Dark Knight stuff is recognizable. But you can't hum to it. There's nothing to hum. It's just, like... This build-up and build-up and... It, and it doesn't Like, build never... Anything. Yeah, it never has this crescendo where it, like, does anything. Whereas, like... It, it, it almost feels like it's being too cool to, like, be a theme. It's too cool to be a theme. It's the hipster theme. Yeah. But so many people now, like, if you look on the internet, are saying, Oh my god, Hans Zimmer is such a genius. His Batman theme is so much better than Danny Elfman's bullshit. No fucking way. But, um... They're probably going to say that about the new Superman theme as well. That it's better than Danny Elfman? Better than... My guess is they're going to say it's better than John Williams. (sighs) Not going to happen. John Williams... People
0: are on John Williams nuts. Yeah, but it's not... I don't know if it's because we were younger when all those John Williams scores came out. That, you know, like, the way smells invoke the past. Like, music does it just as much. And I don't know if that's why... We feel so strongly about these themes, but aside from, like, the Harry Potter music, like, anything, when we've talked about this before, anything recent, like, I don't, I couldn't tell you what it is. I can, couldn't tell you what it sounds like, and Back in Black for Iron Man doesn't count.
2: The closest thing for me that, that I can think of that has an iconic kind of score would be the new Star Trek series. Yeah, um, it's got a bit I'll, I'll give that to you. of a of a recognizable theme, but it's not nearly as prominent as like a Star Wars or anything. When like I that. hear it, I'm like, oh fuck, I love that. Yeah. But I couldn't hum it for you right now.
1: Yeah, I was trying to think. It is a
2: little bit <clears throat> weird, like the timing on it's a little bit off. Like that's the thing. I feel like a lot of the themes for the John Williams stuff has relatively kind of like simple timing. You know, to the themes, like you can simply like recognize it and hum it. Where what's nice. Of, what's nice about um, his music in general
0: is that you can use it for so many different things. I mean, like the like Luke's theme. you can you know build it up for an action sequence. You can slow it down for a moving emotional scene. Yeah. And same with Superman's theme. Don't really know if it works for the Indiana Jones theme. To an extent, it does. It. it when but it gets you can't slowed- do that with.
1: The well, doesn't Indiana Jones... Indiana Jones has a couple of different pieces of music with it. They don't just slow that down. They have a separate, well, so does, slower beat, right? So does Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars has a ton of different yeah. little bits
2: that they They're all very similar. Whenever those, like... Did John Williams themes,
1: do Indiana Jones as yeah, well? Yeah, whenever mm-hmm.
2: any of those themes Falcon slow all down, all the like with Han and Leia or, you know, Indy and Marion or Lois and Clark... They sound really similar, yeah. like those the themes, and it's all John Williams. And yeah,
0: there's certain scenes in the first two Harry Potter movies where if you close your eyes, you'd feel like you're watching Star Wars. That's fine with me. Mm-hmm.
1: But anyway, I wish when I would open my eyes it was as exciting <laughs> as Star Wars.
2: <laughs> anyway, for me, those are like... So back to, in the media, th- that main theme song is about... It's gotta be my favorite. Back to when Superman's
0: uh, pod landed at Hogwarts.
1: (laughs) What's your favorite piece of Superman media? Supermedia, if we will. Oh,
0: Supermedia. Oh, my favorite piece of Supermedia. I I like. The favorite's gotta be Christopher Reeves' performance. Um, I also really. I am a big, big fan of Lex Luthor on the animated series. I don't think he should ever be done differently. And I know it's not strictly Superman, but it's Superman mythology. Lex Luthor, they couldn't have got it any more perfect on the animated series. Go watch a couple episodes of that, and there's no reason for him to be any different. For him to be, you know, crazy, mad scientist in his lab guy. They got it right when he's the upstanding businessman he owns... The majority in Metropolis, and Superman just can't pin anything on him. He's that slick in his shady dealings that, like, people know that he's shady, but you can't pin him down for anything. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what makes him a threatening villain to me because he's just so slippery you can't you can't get him. And he's always going to be a threat. So if Superman has to deal with Brainiac or Metallo, there's always going to be you know lex in the background waiting to capitalize on mm-hmm. someone else getting weak enough for lex to swoop in and kill him.
1: I kind of like the idea and I don't think they carried it through in the new 52 where you know lex luthor is like, "Hey, this guy's an alien and I'm trying to protect Earth." And it kind of makes him a good guy. I think it's a different spin. I don't think they actually went all the way through with it.
0: Yeah, well they all in the new 52 they also made him kind of a pussy. They made him uh, they made him kind of a coward. And I don't like... I don't like Lex that way. I like Lex being so fucking arrogant... That he will stand up to Superman without a suit... And be like, I'll fight you right here. We can... I don't give a shit if you're, if you're an alien. I'm gonna kick your ass. But in the new 52... You know, he kinda runs in the corner... And you know hides and escapes when shit goes down. Not that my Lex from the animated series... Doesn't get out of trouble... But, you know, he's he's not going to back down from a one-on-one fight, even with a super-powered alien. So I would I would say Lex in the animated series. That's some really good stuff. Uh, voice acted by um, Clancy Brown.
2: Who's Clancy Brown?
0: Uh, Clancy Brown... Oh, man, he was a cowboy in something. But I forget. I think he was in uh, Hatfields and McCoys. Hmm. Anyone watch Hatfields and McCoys when it was on? No. The History Channel? Well, nope. Just me?
1: Um, I DVR'd it and I never watched it. Clancy Brown was in The Shawshank Redemption and Starship Troopers as well. And Highlander. Look out.
0: No, that's right. I can't think of it. Highlander the movie? Yes. The. You uh, like the TV series. The Paul series. Is <laughs> uh, <laughs> <was> that on <laughs> USA? Lambert. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, Christopher Lambert was so bad. He had like a lisp, like he couldn't talk right.
1: Doesn't he always have, like, a lisp? Yeah. Yeah. Because when he was Raiden in Mortal Kombat... You know, so <laughs> I've never noticed him having a lisp. Was he
0: really Raiden? I don't think... Oh he yeah, a it was Raiden. <laughs> I don't yeah. think he really has a lisp. I think he speaks fine.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, he's, like, French, isn't
0: he? Gerard Depardieu doesn't speak
1: funny. <laughs> it, it is a noticeable sort of speech impediment kind of thing.
0: Huh. So, Ian, what's your favorite piece of Superman media?
1: Uh, I don't know about favorite. Um... I I really like uh, the All-Star Superman by the wonderful Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely.
0: So we're just going off script
1: tonight. (laughs) Why?
0: Remember when we were talking about like TV? Well,
1: media, this is media. Media isn't this media as well? I like the All Star Superman Blu-ray <laughs> DVD based on. You fucking cheater! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like um, I like Smallville no, a lot. No, let's let's talk. No 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 no! I want
0: to I want to get into this. Yeah, it's worth talking about. This is worth talking about because Superman gets shit on all the time. Everyone isn't interested. We don't like Superman. Blah blah blah. But people that don't like Superman Picked up this comic book And loved it The most ardent It's the truth Of super haters Picked up All-Star Superman And were like Holy fuck This is the best Superman around
2: So you guys both picked it up And really liked it then? No I didn't like it I thought it was too
0: fucking sci-fi I thought it was too goofy It was it's felt really weird to me There's that guy in there With like the Technicolor cape I I want to go back and read The entire thing in one sitting Maybe yeah. It'll It'll read different to me All at once?
1: I think they pulled... To me, it was weird. It was sci-fi. The DVD that I watched, because we're talking media other than comic books, but...
0: You don't need to keep being a douche.
1: But (laughs) it was weird. It was kind of sci-fi-ish. Um... But I thought it pulled some of the best elements of the goofy stuff that I don't like about Superman, which are those weird 60s elements. Um, I think the Crypto, the fucking Superdog, is even in here. And I'm like, all right. At some point, he gives Lois Lane powers. That sounds really wacky. I was it's in with it.
0: Sexy drama, Frank Whitley.
1: She was really sexy. Well,
0: and this is this also Superman story. This is clearly... Grant Morrison drawing the Superman he grew up with, because he embraces all that Silver Age stuff. We didn't grow up with Silver Age Superman, so when I write the my Batman Superman opus, The Definitive Superman, it won't have all that goofy shit in it, like a freeze ray, or a time machine ray, right. or something.
1: right? Or that... Well,
0: how does, how does Lois get powers in that story?
1: He gives her, like, a... Uh Super cocktail or something like that. <laughs> wow. And for her Power it's like her tennis. it's like her birthday present. All this stuff saying it out loud sounds ridiculous. But mm. I really liked it. I thought it was um, there's a lot of whimsy to Now
2: you don't you're not Superman. traditionally a Grant Morrison fan, is that correct?
1: Um I I either really like Grant Morrison or I really hate the What stuff else that did he you does. really like? I really liked We Three that Grant oh, Morrison right. you, wrote. Yeah. I like Batman Incorporated. That he wrote.
0: So, Ian, you you like this book so much.
1: What's the plot of All Star Superman? The plot of All Star Superman it is uh, Superman in a space exploration uh, a ship is flying close to the sun to study particles on the sun. Something goes wrong on this ship. Um, Lex Luthor sends some kind of um, some kind of agent, uh, some guy up there that turns into a monster, attacks the astronauts. Superman goes up there to save him. He gets too close to the sun. It has a bad reaction with his DNA and it starts to slowly kill Superman. So he goes through the next arc of the story. It's probably, I think it's 12 issues, somewhere around there. Um, where Superman is sort of tying up loose ends. Um, that's why he takes Lois Lane and, and in this world, Lois Lane doesn't know that Clark Kent is Superman. He exposes himself as Superman, gives her these powers, goes through all these different, um, different things, and different stages of his life. It's it's sort of like the last Superman story. Okay. So um, That's kind of interesting. Yeah. And uh, I, like I said, a lot of goofy elements, a lot of weird stuff. Maybe it's because I'm traditionally not the biggest Superman fan that I really gravitated toward this. Uh, Blu-ray, but <laughs> I would recommend it. Yeah, and that's a that's um a lot of response
0: that I've heard from that book is that no, y'all don't like Superman, but I really like the story.
2: <clears throat> Did you didn't read that, Matt? No, um, it's shocker.
1: Don't it. it's all here. Uh, man.
2: I got enough right now that I got to get caught up on, but um, it's been recommended. By multiple people. To me, also, is so. an
1: Eisner Award winner.
2: I think I lost interest in it um, because I knew that it wasn't going to come out with any kind of
1: frequency. But it did. You're confusing that with All-Star Batman, which never finished. This actually came out pretty... Consistently, it was the only All Star
0: book that finished its run. All Star Batman hit a certain and never came out. All Star Wonder Woman
1: never got off the ground.
0: I was gonna say that exact same sentence. I should have said it. Jinx. I was gonna say never got off the ground. Motherfucker. How's it feel to have people finish your sentences for you? Well, we did it a couple weeks ago. Okay. Are you letting your flavor saver grow? It looks longer than the rest of your beard. Yeah, the little little soul patch. Yeah. Yeah, it's cute, isn't it? Well, oh, I'm not really into that kind of thing.
1: You like it? Yeah, it's nice. I
0: like it. It's Super. I prefer my ladies to have a clean shave. Though this lady sitting next to me, well, Looks good with a flavor saver.
2: Well, because my team lost in the playoffs, I decided to shave my my facial growth, and um, I somewhat accidentally left it. As I was going, I was like, oh, look at that. Look what's left. I kind of like that. So it's going to have bad it.
1: ramifications for the Penguins in the offseason. Who gives a shit? Well. I don't even care <laughs> I'm too heartbroken to care right now. Now, another piece of super media that I really like is Smallville, the CW teen drama starring Tom Welling.
0: Yeah, it's uh, that second season of that show is one of the best seasons of television. Um, I've I've ever seen. They get away, the first season was a lot of monster of the week, a lot of uh, the in the very beginning with the rock with Clark's rocket that lands in Smallville. Uh, it comes in a giant meteorite shower of kryptonite. Well, what happens is the meteor rocks wind up, irradiating some of the water and some of the land. So a bunch of different people around, you know, the Smallville area. Wind up getting some kind of weird power, which accounts for the like Freak of the Week episodes. But after they get the show established in the first season, they're really what's kind of like the kind of like the sequel to a movie. You know, once you get the origin story and everything out of the way in, in movie one, then you really get to just hit the ground running for season two. And that's what season two of uh, of, of Smallville did. You know, they really got their their ducks in a row.
1: I think I watched Four Seasons of Smallville um, I know there's like nine I never made it to the end But From everything that I've watched It was It was really well acted Even for a CW show It was It was really Really um, Well put together They didn't go over the top With the special effects Mostly <laughs> So Well that's
0: because They didn't have the budget for it They had the budget for One sweet effect per week And that's, that's what they did They went into it But But I'm glad they didn't I'm glad they weren't they didn't have the chance to overdo it with effects, and they had to rely on
2: just good, you know, good storytelling and a good story from we, week to week. But it was not really Superman, though, right? I mean, like he didn't have the suit; he didn't have. It wasn't, the but it was
1: it was Clark Kent, and he did have his powers, but he couldn't really fly. Um, and he he, I don't think he had the full complement. He couldn't fly till
0: the very end, and you know, I I was with that show from start to finish, and they fucking cheated. The fans out so fucking bad. They didn't put him in the suit. They did not put Tom Welling in the suit for oh, a lot of people, like for fans of the show. I mean, Tom Welling is just as much part of Superman's you know media history as Christopher Reeve.
1: But the whole show, he like, Who made on, an appearance on a couple episodes as a professor,
0: right? As um, as uh, Doctor Swan, nod to the old Superman artist Kurt, Kurt Swan. Swan? Yeah, uh, whenever they started Smallville, one of their uh, one of the big things was no flights, no tights. He wasn't going to wear the suit. He wasn't going to be able to fly. And he didn't. Uh, later on in the seasons, they gave him some flight powers when he'd have like, a goofy black kryptonite ring on or red kryptonite ring. But for the most part, he didn't fly, and he was never in the suit. And in the final episode, the, se- the series finale, it was expected we'd finally see... Tom Welling in the Superman suit. right? And he wore it on set when they filmed, but in the actual show, you don't really see him in it. That stinks. You see him like fly by the outside of the window of a plane. You see like a quick blur of him in it. You see him from like the collarbone up, so you can see the collar and the cape, but you don't see it. The
1: yeah, you don't see the S.
0: Why the you fuck would they do that? They never give you the iconic shot of.
1: Tom um, Welling
0: as Superman. Ten the, years. Yeah, that you wait nine years for. Yeah. They never. They never pay that off. Other than that, <laughs> it was a pretty. It was a pretty solid, pretty solid series. They did. Um, one of the big, the big changes was that they had Lex Luthor uh, spend his time in, in Smallville. Lex's dad still runs Luthor Corp. based in Metropolis, and his dad kind of banishes him to work. To oversee the Smallville plant,
1: and for a good part of the seasons that I watched, Lex Luthor was not a bad guy.
0: Yeah, you see, um, you see, Lex's Lex's slow to, slow decline. I think it could have been handled better at times, but the interesting way they did it was that Lex, you know, being the brilliant guy that he is, you know, Lex starts putting together pieces of this meteorite shower that came down, and all these weird things happening, and all of them seem to surround his buddy Clark Kent. And he suspects that like Clark's the guy with these powers, doing these super things. And he confronts him a couple times. He's like, "Hey, you know, if there's anything you want to tell me, you can tell me." But Clark doesn't tell him the entire time, and eventually, it just creates
1: a rift in their friendship. I think I'm gonna have to go and watch watch my whole way through Smallville. It's some
0: good stuff. I, th- I think I have seasons like, one through five, maybe. Yeah. Nine seasons of TV
1: is a lot. Of, that's a lot. That's a lot of cash to throw down. I'm waiting for that to come out on Netflix so I can just sit there and <laughs>
2: stream it. Wait for a Black Friday deal when they are selling TV season for like three bucks a pop. Yeah,
0: Black I, Friday. I, you know what?
2: They never, they never put
0: the even number series. Uh, they never put the even number series seasons of Supernatural on sale. On Black all Friday. The, all the not even on Black Friday. All the even numbers two, four, six. They're always fifty fucking dollars. You can get the other ones. I have all the odd numbers. I have one, three, five. Why the fuck is that? Why would it be weird? And they're always you find them for like twenty bucks. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah, they never put the evens on sale. Burns my ass. Not that Superman spent any time
1: on Supernatural. But they inhabited the same universe, which was the CW.
0: They did. Did you ever watch that crossover?
1: Supernatural, and uh, who would win in Smallville. a fight, Sam or Dean, and uh, or Clark or Kent? Not Superman, Clark Kent. Smallville season one, Clark Kent.
0: Holy Clark Kent. The the Winchester brothers would probably kick his would ass, probably kill him because they would think he's some kind of demon with they all would, his
1: powers. They would totally spike him through the heart with fucking kryptonite. Yeah,
2: they have they have no problem killing uh, Clark. Yeah, but then... Clark wouldn't kill him. Clark would fucking go to hell and then come back <laughs> three episodes later. <laughs> and a, season, a season later. A season
0: later. And then, later. then they'd be mad at each other because one wouldn't, one didn't try hard enough to get the other out of hell.
1: Right. Like, I feel like there's something for that you're hiding from me. <laughs>
0: I fucking hate when they don't get along. Those seasons are the best when they're pulling on the same chain. When they're working together.
1: Man, they would never be able to stop reincarnated demon... Demon blood Clark Kent he would be unstoppable on especially
0: smallville. if if he has the the red ring and he's a super douchebag
1: cuz he could also what did he have um did he have heat vision in smallville he got cuz they could put him in like they can put him in like the devil's trap but he could just probably cut his way out of it with, yeah um, the the heat vision
0: the heat vision episode when he gets it's pretty funny because he gets a super hot substitute teacher. Ooh, burns her ass in high school and he can't he can't turn it off because I guess he gets a boner, but he also gets heat vision.
1: Wouldn't that be awful? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible Everybody adolescence. Always,
0: you know, is, I know you can look at your porno because you burn right through your screen. Man, it was
2: bad enough when I was yeah. in sixth grade and I'd pop a boner in math <laughs> class. I'd burn right through my screen anyway. <laughs> Peak vision or not oh, Jesus Christ Oh come to the board Do this math problem Fuck I gotta walk up there With a hand in my pocket Did any
1: of you have Hot teachers Growing up No Neither. I can't tell uh, There was one Who was like a sub Who was really young But
0: uh, we had, What was his name uh, Jimmy
1: Olson. We had one in 8th grade
0: But that was That was pretty much it There was I guess there was a sub In high school I don't even remember Her name now. But it was. Even if you did, would it matter?
2: It might. I don't
0: know. Look her up. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Not really. <laughs> <sighs> so, what do you, um, what
2: do you gents want to talk about now? Well, um, is there any other media that's worth mentioning? I mean, any any thoughts on the new movie coming out in a few days? Um,
0: I haven't. I haven't seen. Any tips of the hat. I haven't seen any rumors, but I really hope they sneak Lex Luthor in as a very background character. I hope his name is at least mentioned. So
2: you ask that his name is mentioned. I ask that his name is mentioned. Yeah.
0: I I, I hope there's some nod to him being present in that universe even they, if it's a post-credit scene when
1: they do some you should really use your real name it's so pretty Lex
0: yes that's all I need I just I, I want I need some mention of him being in there I know I, I think they're staying away from him this time because he was in four he was in three out of four Christopher Reeve movies he was in the Brian singer movie and they're staying away from him but he's a he's such a he's just as big a part of Superman as Lois Lane in the Daily Planet, he needs to—he needs to be in there somehow. He needs to get a mention. That's the—that's the only negative from any of the trailers. Is that it doesn't look like they're gonna nod.
2: Is Lex Luthor a bigger now. part of Superman, or is the Joker a bigger part of Batman?
1: Hmm. I think the Joker's is a bigger part of Batman.
2: You think so? I think I'm gonna disagree.
1: Okay. What?
2: Because I feel like Batman has a more robust rogues gallery that could substitute in for the Joker. Now, this is, understand that the Joker's like my favorite villain, but Lex Luthor is just like in Superman's DNA. It's like he has to be there, almost, like in some capacity.
1: The Joker His might influence. be the greatest villain, comic book villain, of all time, though.
2: Yeah, I agree. But but i think lex luthor is still a bigger part to superman than the joker is yeah
0: to i feel i feel like it's almost it's almost like you can't Oh, well, i guess if you're denny o'neil and neil adams you can but you can't have a batman story without gotham city and lex is such a part of that entire superman world that like he's He's part of that universe's DNA. I mean, you, you can't
1: can, tell a, a Superman story without Lex Luthor. I, I just tell, read a you, whole shitload yeah, of them. I mean, it.
0: you can you can tell it, but you can tell a Batman story without the Joker.
2: People do it sure. all the time. Yeah, I feel like Lex Luthor's fingerprints are more all over whatever's going on. Lex Luthor always
0: owns half of Metropolis. LexCorp is part of the Metropolis skyline. Like he's just he's. Present. He's like the Daily Planet. He's like Lois Lane. You know, you can tell, you can tell a Batman story with just Batman. People love all those fucking goofy ass Batman in the desert stories, and that has nothing to do with anything.
1: But you can a tell a Superman story without Metropolis. Yeah, you, you can. You can take him to a fucking. You can take him to Apocalypse and tell a perfectly fine Superman story. You
0: can, but Batman divorces from the Joker easier than Superman does from all that stuff.
2: You with me? Uh, I'm with you. I mean, it's just our opinion. I don't think there's a definitive answer here, but um, I disagree. <laughs> I just feel like um, you could have a very compelling Batman story with no, um, no, what would be the word um, influence of the Joker anywhere with with Lex Luthor again.
1: Is you're shaking your head because you can do the same thing. You can tell a perfectly fine Superman story with zero hint of Lex Luthor. You can. It's the same thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh,
1: you can. But what's your guy's point? Am I missing this? It's more. It's more of
0: metaphysical connection between. Oh, that's what it is. Than it is just a straight up. You can tell this story without this character. Lex Luthor you, So you don't think Lex Luthor feels More married To the entire Superman mythology Than The Joker does To Batman
1: If you took no. Superman I think it's I think took- it's
0: close I'm not saying The Joker You know I'm not saying Fuck the Joker I think it's tight But
1: if you took Are we gonna go with, with the version Of the Joker Where Batman Pushes him into the vat And creates him Are we gonna go With that Cause that seems To really fucking Tie those two Characters together Yeah
0: It ties them together Because of the Joker. I mean, you can. You, Batman's still Batman if that never happens.
1: So, how is Superman not Superman with. How, how, how is Superman not Superman without Lex Luthor? Lex Luthor doesn't have
0: any d- direct impact on who Superman is.
1: And the Joker doesn't really have a direct impact on who Batman is. Joe Chill has more impact on who Batman is than anything. Let's I'm agree to, to, to way. let's let's agree to disagree <laughs> on this one because you're not. I'm not being committed. What if,
2: what if you took? You're not going to be. Committed. Look, you take Superman because it's it's not because it's not
0: a concrete thing. It's not. We're, we're not adding numbers here. Take it's just. We'd be. lot we trouble
2: my point. Let me make my point numbers. while it's somewhat like clear in my head. If you have Superman and his entire world, his entire universe that resides within it, you know all the supporting characters, you know. Places, okay. things, environment. Um, and then you have the same thing for Batman. If you take Lex Luthor out of the the Superman universe, there is a bigger void because there's, I think, to a degree less substance to fill that versus if you took the Batman universe, took the Joker out. I feel like there's more substance to that world villains Environments, things like
1: that. But that's more talking about the surrounding character. That's talking about everything else, but Superman and Lex Luthor and Batman and the Joker. That's that's a damnation on Superman's Rose Gallery and the rest of that, uh, the rest of his supporting characters. That Luthor is such a big cog in that, and the rest of them are so weak that when you well, pull. Well, I wouldn't that out, say
2: that it's so weak. I'm just saying relative to Batman's, which is greater.
1: I think there would be an equal hole If you take the Joker out Sure, Batman has a very rich world With very um, Great supporting characters But I think the Joker is such a Great and dynamic force That he is equal if not more than Lex Luthor in in that world But that's just me I think that we're boring the podcasters (laughs) I don't
0: think we're boring the podcasters So what are you looking forward to Or not looking forward to In Man of Steel Oh, I'm
1: excited There's you know, don't get me wrong. Um, I think it's going to be a good movie. I hope it's a good movie. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see Superman. Ho- hopefully, it's going to be something that that's going to be entertaining and capture some of the things that I find are flaws in the character. It sure looks like it. it it's going to. So, um, with you know, the the as I mentioned before, with the unrelatability, unre- um, more realism in the story. I think they're all they're all ready. I have faith in it.
0: It really looks like so. something brand new. Like, they've thrown away a lot of old stuff, and they're just really going balls out in a new direction with all the stuff.
1: Even the stuff with where he's um, a fisherman or whatever the shit, that's some, like, hero's journey shit that mm-hmm. Superman doesn't often do, and that builds character.
2: I wonder if it's going to feel very Batman Begins. Like, if yeah. the first half of the movie is before the suit um, and frankly a lot of people would probably argue that the first half of Batman Begins with actually more interesting than the second half once he puts the cape and cowl on and maybe there's a little bit of that fear for the new Superman movie once he puts the, the cape on that it will be less interesting I don't think that's the case because I'm excited to see him fucking flying around as Superman with the cape I'm excited to see him fight a, a character that is his equal in terms of strength and speed and powers because, you know, let's face it, we haven't seen that on the screen since Superman 2. Okay, Superman 4, but <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Superman 2, when he fought General Zod and that but my god watch that movie today those effects are fucking painful yeah, they're really it's just good.
0: punching dudes in mid air it looks yeah. awesome when someone flips but, through the air and they're clearly on the wires kind of yeah, connected to their hips but, oh, but,
1: I-, I was talking about the new one when no, a bunch we're, of people it, it looks they, really good. Oh, cool.
0: yeah that looks really yeah cool.
2: but like it's taking what they did 30 years ago bringing it to today's technology and having a fist fight like in the air which was That's the
0: biggest argument awesome. about Superman Returns is that he didn't punch anything
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Like, um, was it It Jim Lee on Fat Man when he said the whole movie was Superman catching really heavy things and putting them down really slowly? (laughs) So Matt, what are you looking forward to or not looking forward to for Man of Steel?
2: Uh, Well, I'm interested to see how um, what's the actor's name? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. How what his performance is like, what his portrayal is like? Because I don't think he's going to emulate Christopher Reeve. No, not at all. The way Brandon Routh did. And Brandon Routh did a fine job as Superman. It actually kind of irks me whenever I hear people trash him because I think he was fantastic. He got a really bad rap for that movie. Um, But I think Henry Cavill is going to bring something completely new. I hope it's not jarring. I hope that audiences are able to accept it for it being fresh. I hope that he speaks with a clear voice and doesn't Christian bail up his voice or anything, and I'm making a joke well we we heard
0: um in the the clip when he's talking to lois right. in the interrogation room,
2: but there's very little of him actually speaking of Superman in the clips out there which well. is which is what I like
0: i've it, they went fucking nuts the last week or so just throwing out t v clips and that yeah. nokia exclusive clip, and I started staying away from stuff because i I want I don't want to see too much. I feel like I've already seen too much, and yeah. I've, so I've been staying away. I want to be, I want to be as surprised as I can be going into this. I'm excited. And the fact that they didn't show him talking a lot, you don't really see him right. as Superman or Clark a lot. Mm-hmm. You that, see him talking. Really cool.
2: You see him talking more when he was like a 15 year old boy. Yeah. Uh, in that preview, um, which looks like a really like touching moment. So it. The movie looks like it's going to be good And it looks like it's going to be accepted Widely by audiences and critics alike It's getting good buzz so far
1: It's a good sign I'm excited to see both of the dads In uh, Superman Kevin Costner as Pa Kent And uh, Russell Crowe as Jor-El I'm excited to see What happens It looks like they're going to do a different spin on Krypton It looks like it's a war-torn world As opposed to just some shit going wrong. Well, it's always
0: portrayed as this, you know, utopian society. And I kind of like this new
2: take that, like, shit's going down up there. Yeah. It looks like the movie's going to open with a fucking war.
1: That's going to be awesome. That's
2: going to be a great kickoff to the whole thing. Like, in Superman Returns, they kicked it off with, um, just a planet blowing up, which was really awesome looking, if you remember. And then they go into the Richard Donner, like, fun credits throughout space, which I love. It's a great throwback. But, again... I am so down with checking out what this movie brings new. Yeah, all the it looks
0: like they're really divorcing themselves from all the old stuff from the movies, from comic books, and they're well, I guess maybe not comic books because Superman Birthright by Mark Mark Wade is a big influence for this. Is it? Yeah, but interesting. It, it
2: looks like, and it looks, it just looks new. It this, looks so new. The costume right. also is more in line with the current one as far as like getting rid of the the underwear which the underpants does that upset you? I have mixed feelings on it Um, I mean when you think about it yeah the guy's wearing like red underwear over top of his leotard but I mean that's what I do when you guys leave (laughs) Uh, but I I get that that's kind of ridiculous but at the same time I like the look it's part of the look it's part of
0: yeah I don't know if I'll ever be used to seeing him without the underpants
2: yeah like you don't when you look at Superman with the red underpants you don't ordinarily think oh my god he's wearing his underpants on the outside you just think oh that's Superman that's what he looks like yeah
0: yeah. it's it's just accepted that that's what he looks like I don't know if it's because we're comic guys and there's normal people out there that can't get past him wearing underwear on the outside But he's been like that forever. I feel like everybody shouldn't make that immediate distinction. No,
1: it looks weird to me without the underpants. Because it's
0: like giant codpiece now. Yeah. It's like now, it's almost like now, you can't stop looking at his penis.
2: His super cock. I just heard recently (laughs) that there was like a reason why all those old, like, Golden Age heroes wore the, the, um underpants like that on their outside had to do with like strong men back in those days when like those comics were created so Mm -hmm. made sense then not so much now so it's not relevant get rid of it um maybe i don't know maybe this is changing it too much but what if you gave them a pair of pants that was a little bit different than
1: we saw how disastrous that was with wonder Wonder woman Woman and giving her pants
2: but yeah, like, I'd rather than just take off the underwear. I guess, but th- I don't know. One big blue leotard is just a little bit strange to me.
1: It does look a little weird. Well, I just at looked at the, it. At least in the I comics, know. they
2: break it up with the red belt, so mm-hmm. you still
0: have that splash of color down there.
1: But they kind of just have some like some lines that go and kind of make... In the swings. comics? No, on... Uh, his, oh, yeah. And this, yeah. It's
0: just... It's a like it's some... shield, and uh, it's blue to the boots. And there's
1: like a little like loopy... Where the belt part should probably be. Yeah, even if...
0: Like, even if they made that belt
1: chumpy gold... you think that they would make it gold, but then it would just so look like he had a...
0: I am a little upset that they stripped all the gold out of that costume. Yeah. Like, it's... It, it shows up in the, the, yes. in the crest. Yeah, and it's but but even it's very, a muted. It's very muted.
1: It's almost Las Vegas gold. Mmm. Big Penguins fan. That Superman. That Kal-El. Um. Mm-hmm. So...
2: He also doesn't have the uh, the priest collar that he currently does in the comics. Which is fine. Um, do you think, because it, I'm pretty certain that this movie is going to be the biggest movie of the year. Um, you made that statement months ago. I did. Um, do you feel like if it becomes as big as I think it's going to, that they will then alter the costume in the comics because the mask public
1: has come to accept no 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 this is what he looks like that
2: collar yeah, just doesn't work
1: that's such a small detail though I don't know if I don't think they will it. DC made such a big deal in the
0: new 52 about yeah. going Colors in this direction all. with everything collars wrong, which is stupid because you get all these fucking heroes from different origins and different walks of life they're not all
2: gonna have matching fucking outfits when they show up with each other Unless they all go to the same costume designer. You think they all made those costumes themselves? Cullyhammer costume designs. That's right. On uh, West Swan Street in Metropolis. So, Ian, any other things you'd like to cover about the Man of Steel?
1: He looks very, very steel-like. Anything about Daredevil? Um, I'm excited if they ever would make another Daredevil movie. That would be great. Well, Maybe, uh, why would you be
2: excited about that?
1: Because I like Daredevil. Don't you like Daredevil?
2: Is that a trick question? <laughs> yeah, I'd go see
1: Daredevil movie again. Okay. Another one. Would, would you? Cool. No, I would go see another one. Would I see yeah. the one that they made? Oh, no, that's not what I'm saying, no. What if Ben Affleck directed it, because he's fresh off his uh, directorial uh, triumph in Argo. Would you go see... Argo
2: was pretty good.
1: See, it would be just like fucking Argo, except with Daredevil. Would you see... Ben
0: Affleck directing Seth Green as Daredevil. No. How dare you! That was the first redhead I could think of. Jesus, oh man. Conan. Conan oh, O'Brien. Conan O'Brien. Oh, it a that's sticky, 7, seven foot tall Daredevil.
2: <laughs> How about Matt Damon? He's ben not. Affleck he doesn't have do. red hair. Oh, he <clears throat> like He's too actually. old to be
0: Daredevil, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, podcasters. That's going to do it for tonight. Uh, next week. If all goes as planned this weekend, we will have seen Man of Steel. Mm And maybe we'll spoil some of it for you. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'm Paul McGinty.
1: Ian Sharpley.
0: Matt Cassow. And we will talk to you next week. See ya.